0: In today's landscape, I think that it is more important than ever to be able to measure the impact of your content and then make the data-driven decisions that will optimize your business. And um, if your business is not growing, it is dying. Welcome back to On The Horizon, this is Melrose Michaels, I am your host, and I'm here to share what's worked for me in building my adult creator business to try to make building yours just a little bit easier. Let's get into today's episode.
1: Who misses free and affordable ads without the anti-sex work rhetoric? Assembly Four is a team of sex workers and technologists from Melbourne, Australia, aiming to bring back free and fair advertising to the sex work community. They also give back to organizations based in harm reduction sex work, and education. Stepping away from the clunky design of traditional platforms, their platform Tris.link is a refreshing and well-needed change in both presentation and mission. It's free to join and open to all. In the words of an A4 user, from the policies to the language to the advice and tips, it makes such a big difference to feel supported and encouraged instead of policed.
0: Hello, everyone. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Today's space is all around um, making data-driven decisions for your business. And I think that's so important because when you are a content creator, if you don't understand the data side of your business or the metrics side of your business, you really are at a disadvantage. And I don't hear a lot of creators asking me questions about this, um, but I do feel it is so, so, so important to our businesses. So I did want to Put this out here data driven decision making. It's basically the process of using data to inform and guide the business decisions that you make. And as a content creator, having a solid understanding of your analytics and using data to make improvements to your content and to the way you run your business is very, very important for your success. So without that, you're basically just driving blind with no direction. So it's like having a business but no map and no idea where you're headed because you don't understand where you are because you don't understand your data. So in today's landscape, I think that it is more important than ever to be able to measure the impact of your content and then make the data-driven decisions that will optimize your business. So I often find when I'm talking like one-on-one with creators like in our DMs or even the mentorship calls that we've been doing, that creators either don't track their data closely enough or that they don't understand how to read and interpret their data correctly which is a huge hindrance. Um, And I think that that's why creators often feel like they aren't growing because in order to know whether your business is, is growing or dying, you really need to be measuring something in order to identify that. And also just for the record too, for me, one of the beliefs I hold about business just in general is that if your business is not growing, it is dying. I don't really subscribe to the belief that you can maintain a business. I mean, you might be able to average a certain amount of money or revenue or profit every month, but... This idea of maintaining a business, most people wanna grow their businesses. And um, if you maintain a business long enough, it just dies. It starts to die. So that being said, I think that understanding the analytics are gonna be a very big key to this space and it provide you takeaways on what to look for. So that's what I wanna get into. So for making data-driven decisions, it's really crucial to understand your analytics. And there's many different types of analytics you can use to measure your performance. So this includes website analytics, This also includes social media analytics and then content and marketing strategy analytics. So I'd like to take this time to kind of explain the differences between each in terms of how it's reflected in the adult creator business. If you're enjoying this podcast episode so far, please take one moment to share it with another one of your adult content creator friends. Because you know what the rule is here. We do not gatekeep. And we want to make as many adult creators' businesses as easy as possible. And you sharing this episode with them might do
1: exactly that. Thanks so much in advance.
0: So when I'm saying website analytics, um, I'm going to be referencing more of like the platforms we use. Because for our space, we're not going to be turning to Google Analytics um, as often as a mainstream marketer would. So we're going to focus on the analytics for the websites we use and the platforms we use. And if you are a creator who's on OnlyFans and you're in front of a computer by chance, I did wanna warn you this is a great time to pull up your OnlyFans page because I'm actually gonna go through like what to click on so that you can view this along, along with the space as we read it. So if you are near a computer or if you're not busy um, and you wanna open it up on your phone, you can do that as well. The computer definitely gives you a better overview though. Whatever website you're utilizing or selling content on, it's gonna provide some sort of analytics or statistics some platforms are going to be better than others even the platforms i think that give us the best data are still missing very very important data so i know that only fans does this i know Central does this there's clip sites that do this as well for the sake of this space i'm going to focus on only fans which is what i usually do only because most creators are on OnlyFans as a platform or platforms that mirror OnlyFans very closely, like a fan fleet, for example. In an effort to just make this as valuable to as many creators as it possibly can, I'm gonna focus on So on your OnlyFans analytics, you have a few key areas to pull data from. So first, when you're logged into OnlyFans, if you see this left side menu, There's going to be a tab or a button to click that says statistics. That's where you're going to click to view your analytics. This is immediately going to bring you to a page that basically shows you your earnings for the last 30 days. And when you're on that page, there is a drop down arrow where it says last 30 days, where you can hit a drop down. You can change the date range, last seven days, 30 days, 90 days, last year, Um, or you can pick custom date ranges. Whenever I'm checking analytics for like a custom month, I typically will do the custom setting. And I'll do like the beginning of the month to the present day of the month we're in, for example. But we can look for this use case just at the last 30 days. So most creators don't realize that there's subcategories under the statistics page. So there's one that says subscriptions, one that says tips, one that says posts, one that says messages. There's even one that says streams if you stream on OnlyFans. And the one indicator I pay a lot of attention to is the subscriptions tab. So if you click on the subscriptions tab, it is going to show you a graph and if you hover on the spikes like on the peaks of this graph it's going to show you not only the revenue that you've earned each day in the past 30 days for your subscriptions but what i find is almost more important is the amount of transactions because the amount of transactions that lists is actually an indicator of how many subscribers you you got on that day so this is a good indicator of the subscribers you're pulling in on average and you can see that when you hover over these various peaks. Keeping an eye on the amount of new subscribers can kind of tell you a few key things about the health of your business, at least for your fan site business. So it'll tell you if the traffic that you've been buying, say you've been spending money on shoutouts, for example, if it's being effective. It'll tell you if you're putting effort into social media promotion, like say you're um, posting a lot of reels or um, Instagram stories with a, a link or a link tree or a landing link to your Instagram story or posts on Twitter with your OnlyFans link this area under your statistics for your subscribers and paying attention to those transactions is going to tell you if those efforts are effectively bringing you new subscribers. And because I know so many creators, they really, they feel that not having enough subscribers or not getting enough new subscribers is a very challenging obstacle for their business. It's very important that you recognize and you look into this data to see okay, what does the average day look like? Do I get 30 new subs a day? Do I get 10 new subs a day? Do I get five new subs a day? Because then when you go and try to improve these efforts, like say one of the things I often suggest is going into your Twitter DMs and writing back to fans who have already written you asking for things for free or for you know whatever they ask you, writing them back and sending them your OnlyFans link because you can send it in Twitter and you can write a, a nice enticing persuasive message to those fans to get them to sign up for your page um without it being you know detrimental to your social because it's just twitter doing those and then checking your analytics to see how many subscriber uh, transactions you have that's going to indicate if those efforts are actually working and being effective so making sure that you know how to identify this and look at this is really 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 important so the next thing i want to go over is if you click on the overview tab at the top of your statistics page This is going to be some place that you can compare your current month's revenue to your past month's, and this is a really easy way to check the health of your business revenue-wise. And I say this with the caveat that this can often be very, very deceptive. Most creators are assuming the health of their business by checking their statements or checking this overview tab on Mm -hmm. their statistics, where they just compare the revenue from one month to another, but this can be deceptive. So for example, one month you may have had really good revenue because you had like a, a whale tipper that you wouldn't have normally had and that can be deceiving because what if that tipper's subscription ends or they cancel it and they don't show up next month you're going to see that data and view that data is oh this next month I, I i'm down so much in revenue but you're not going to um, attribute it to one subscriber you didn't retain you're going to probably say like oh that, con- that of content i made isn't landing or. Maybe my social media marketing really isn't working, but really just lost a certain subscriber. Um, So that's why I say that this area can be very deceptive. And I think that this is where most creators frequently spend their time in their analytics is just comparing months revenue to past months revenue. And that's not a great indicator to tell you what's going on in your business on any sort of specific level. So I kind of wanted to touch on that as well. Digging deeper into your analytics is going to give you more value. So this other tab I wanna discuss is the engagement tab that's at the top of the statistics page, because this will give you a snapshot of what posts you're creating and which are most engaged with. So something I love checking um, here, and I checked this tab monthly, if not weekly, is you'll see on the right-hand side of this area, it will actually tell you what your top post is on OnlyGram. And this is important because when you know what your top post is, You can identify why it performed well and why something about this specific post outperformed your other posts or things you have done before. So this could be looking at the caption or the copy on the post. Maybe you did really, really good copywriting for this specific post. It can also be something that you then use and repeat on future posts because you know that this copy performed well. Or you can recognize maybe the call to action you used on this post was really well. Maybe instead of saying comment on this post, you said tip this post if you X or if you Y. Um, And knowing that that call to action was more effective, then you can repeat that call to action in future posts. Another indicator right here for this top post section is maybe it was the style of content that you have attached to the post. So maybe this certain kind of content that you posted outperforms the other content you post. And if you can identify that, you will know to make more of that style of content for the audience you have on this fan site. So whatever or whenever something performs well, it's really important that you identify why it happened and then repeat it or replicate that content. Because without knowing to look under this engagement tab, you're really unlikely to even know what your top performing post is. And if you don't know what it is, you have no idea what to replicate. So this is really fundamental in terms of your website analytics as well. The next tab I find really interesting is the reach tab on OnlyFans because that gives you an idea of how many profile visitors come to your page just in general and then also from what countries. And something else I like to look at too is you can notice when you're on this tab, the reach tab under statistics, that it doesn't only show you your profile visitors, but also the view duration. So the amount of time these people are spending on your page and it breaks it up by a column for guests and a column for users. So the users are basically anyone, even if they don't have an OnlyFans account. So they're not; they've never paid on the site, they never created a login or a username. Versus the guests, the guests are people who do have usernames and do have logins and are actively on the OnlyFans platform. So that is why your user statistic numbers are always going to be much higher than your guest statistic numbers, because the users are kind of lucky lose without accounts the guests are people who actually have accounts on OnlyFans. And this is important because this will start to give you an idea of how much traffic you're driving to your page in terms of the users who are visiting. So for example, on my page right now for the last 30 days, it says that I have 119,830 users that came to my profile. But the guests, the people with actual accounts, only 5,849 of those actually have accounts. So you can see that there was like, 100 and almost let's say 114,000 users that came in terms of traffic to my page but I only converted 5,800 of them or those people already had accounts and then became converted to also subscribe to me. So this is a huge difference. If I'm only converting, you know, 5,800 out of 119,000 people that came and clicked and showed up on my profile, that means that I can do some improvement on my conversion. Maybe I could optimize my bio even more than it is or maybe I need to change up my profile picture um to give them something that's more enticing so this is really important data and then the view duration is important as well because it shows me that the guests the people with accounts on OnlyFans, are spending 16 minutes on my page versus the looky-loos are only spending about three minutes which i would entirely attribute that to them reading my bio it probably takes about three minutes to read my bio look around at my banner and profile pic and then leave but 16 minutes of the people with accounts on my page the guests That's a really good um, metric because that means they're probably scrolling my feed, they're watching at least a video or two, and that means that I'm capturing them as a fan and that's really useful. The next part about this that's really important under the reach tab on your statistics is noticing which countries your traffic is actually coming from. And this is fundamental because if you don't know where your audience is kind of being brought to you by or from, you don't know who to target. So this is gonna help with really understanding your audience demo. For instance, a good example of this would be like, say if one of my, my peak countries as a creator was Spain or maybe Mexico or another Latin speaking country, then as a creator, if I also spoke, say Spanish, but I never created content in Spanish, this would tell me that maybe I should start creating content in Spanish because I have a huge chunk of my audience coming from Latin speaking countries and um, they might not be understanding what I'm saying in my content or my content might not be landing as effectively because they're from a different um, language speaking country. So if you have that ability and you are bilingual, like these are some of the indicators you should be identifying under your reach tab and statistics to see what top countries are landing on your page. Because if you did create content for that segment of your audience, that's more revenue you could be generating. So again, something you would never know if you weren't looking carefully at your website platform analytics. And then when you're under this reach tab as well, you can also click subcategories. So under the Reach tab, there's a category for profile visitors. That's kind of what we're going over or we just went over. There's another tab for promotion and trial links. This will kind of give you an idea of how many people clicked on your free trial link or um, some kind of offer you've promoted. And then it'll tell you how many actually converted. There's another tab under this Reach category that's tracking links. And that's super important. Because you can set up tracking links to tell you things about the way you run your business. So tracking link data is massively important because you can create tracking links on OnlyFans, separate separate links for like Instagram, for example, or Twitter posts. And then you can start to see where the majority of your subscribers are actually coming from. So most creators don't actually do this. They don't have a separate tracking link for the um, OnlyFans when they post on like say their Instagram story. And not using a tracking link to go from their story if you do post your OnlyFans link on your story. Some people probably shouldn't. I know that's kind of a, a hit or miss thing. But another example is like Twitter posts. When I post to my Twitter, instead of using just your regular OnlyFans link, you should be using a Twitter tracking link. Because this is going to tell you where most of your subscribers are coming from. Are they coming from when you post on Twitter? Are they coming from when you post to your Instagram story? Are they coming from some other platform or socials that you use? Maybe Reddit. Um, So creating tracking links specific to each social platform or each area where you promote is really useful because it will start to tell you where your fans and subscribers are coming from. And it's important to know where your fans and subscribers are coming from because then you can focus making social media content for only or particularly that platform that's converting the most subscribers for you. So if you do tracking links and you find that Instagram's converting highly for you over Twitter... Maybe it's more important to make reels than it is to make really engaging Twitter posts for promotion of your platform. Or the the opposite, maybe you're getting most of your subscribers from Twitter based on your tracking link you made for OnlyFans. And then it makes makes sense to focus creating really great Twitter posts to drive conversions than spending time making reels or Instagram posts. So simply because you don't know or you might not know because you don't have tracking links set up, you might be misusing your time as a creator into where you're focusing your promo efforts and your marketing efforts. So knowing this can really change and shift the way your business moves because all, the, all this comes down to, again, is if you don't know or if you're not tracking, you really have no idea. So the last really important tab I wanna talk about is this fans tab. Again, this is a fans tab under your statistics on OnlyFans. And because this tells you really who your big spenders are, so who you should prioritize, in terms of attention, attention, and who to reward extras to, to ensure that they're having the best possible experience on your page. I don't see enough creators focusing on the experience for their fans. It's almost like we've kind of built this ecosystem of like, here's my platform, here's my content, I hope you like it, give me money, versus like, how can I really make this experience special for you? How can I make this so important to you that instead of canceling your subscription for me, you're going to cancel your subscription to Vulu? because you really enjoy what we're doing here so focusing on this fans tab and really getting to know who your top tippers are who your top spenders are and making an effort to give those people specifically the best possible experience or extra freebies or extra goodies anything to keep them on the page for as long as possible which is a a metric of retention this is very important because those people are going to be the ones that spend and support you the most and knowing who they are is going to be the only way to make sure you're keeping those people very, very happy. So That kind of summarizes what you'd be looking at or considering in terms of website analytics and platform analytics. Um, And now I wanna move on to social media analytics because this is another fundamental important part of our businesses as adult creators. So we obviously use social media analytics to track metrics and engagement. So things like reach, things like click-through rate, if you're um, creating for YouTube, for example. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all provide analytics for you under mm-hmm. like if you have a creator account for them that you can use to drive your decision making. So this these pieces of data should be letting you know, you know who makes up your audience, what percentage is female versus male, what the peak posting time for your accounts are, how long people watch your TikToks or your reels for. Maybe like that's a great indicator of figuring out if you need a better hook in your videos. Hooks for, for TikTok or for real content are like the first words you say that get people to stop scrolling and listen to the rest of your video or your TikTok reel. So if you realize in your data that people aren't watching your videos for more than two or three seconds, that probably needs, means that you need a better hook. So these are all things that the data can tell you if you know how to look for it. Uh, another social media analytic metric is to monitor the performance of your individual posts to see which are resonating the best with your audience. So whenever you make a reel or a TikTok or an Instagram post or Instagram story, what have you, Twitter post that performs really well, it gets a lot of impressions, it it shows you analytics like how many people clicked your link, for example, that would be when that applies to Twitter posts. And if you can see which posts are resonating really well with your audience, they're performing well, then you know to take those top performing posts, especially the ones that need you followers. And then to do your best to try to replicate and repeat that kind of post. So that would be, you know, the kind of content in the post. Maybe it's video content. Maybe it's photo content. Maybe it's the copywriting of the post. Maybe it's like the sassy um, voice or tone you used in that post. Um, all of these things are what you'd be paying attention to when you're monitoring the performance of your posts and figuring out which posts to replicate and repeat. Um, a lot of creators don't realize that repetition is really in repeating or, or copying. Even what you do as a creator repetitively is how you grow. So, like once you get a TikTok that crushes, try to recreate that TikTok, maybe to a new a new sound that's trending, or to um, you know a new a new outfit or whatever it might be. But when you have something that works, recreating it is the best approach to double down mm-hmm. and kind of get that same result quicker. Um, it's just by taking what you know is working for you based on your data and then doing it again. Analyzing the times and the days that you your posts receive the most engagement and trying to schedule in accordance with those is super, super important. I tend to check my peak posting times for my social platforms weekly, and then I'll adjust what times I publish to match those. I would suggest doing the same thing. And then some of these platforms actually have scheduling tools and features built in now that make this easier as well. I just put out in our Telegram group, um, Sucks CEO's CEO's Telegram group, a tutorial for how to schedule reels in IG posts because now that is built into the IG platform, which is super nice. You can also schedule tweets using um, one of Twitter's own products. TweetDeck is actually owned by Twitter, and you can schedule your tweets um, in advance using them, that platform. I know Twitter did release a feature where you could schedule tweets as well, but I'm not sure if they still have that or if they retracted. I'm not sure. But TweetDeck's a, a great alternative. So that is kind of regards to social media analytics. Uh, This next part is just about your marketing efforts in terms of how you want to set goals and define success. So like clearly define what success looks like for you, your business, and your content, whether that's like increasing platform traffic, boosting your engagement, boosting subscribers. All of these things are going to be a priority to you, but depending on what obstacles or challenges you're facing in your business, say your challenge is, you know, getting new subs, then that data point is going to be prioritized above the rest for your business. But if maybe retention, maybe you're not keeping fans long enough on your fan site or platforms, then that's a metric that you're going to prioritize over new fans because what use is it going to be for you to get a bunch of new fans if you're not keeping them very well? So you want to really find where the holes in your business are based on the data. Prioritize the ones that need to be prioritized um, because there is a sequence to certain to, to data and the honestly, like that's a great example. If you're you're you can get a lot of good new subs, but you're not keeping them, they're not staying on the page long enough, then you're not retaining them, then why spend money on promos and shout-outs to get your subs? You're not gonna keep them. You need to fix whatever the issue is or the challenge is in why they're not staying first. Maybe the experience isn't good enough, maybe the content isn't high quality enough, whatever whatever it might be for you. And then you would fix those in sequence, fix the issue with retention and then increase your traffic and um, getting new subscribers. So setting specific specific, measurable goals for your content that that align with your business objectives. For example, once you realize your top performing posts on OnlyFans are X, Y, Z, and then making a content calendar for next month to film and focus on X, Y, Z style of content using X, Y, Z style of caption or whatever elements to that top performing post were most important. Um, and then just using those goals that you set for yourself to define and guide um, your decision-making. So you can track these things using, you know, the Sexworks CEO Planner. If you are a fan of writing things out, you can track these things using a spreadsheet, but keeping track of like, okay, you know, in the month of January, I had this many subs. In The month of February, I had this many subs. So that tells you if you're losing them or gaining them and what your retention looks like. So just having these things documented, going back to them, revisiting them, understanding them, knowing them, implementing them, these are things that are important to how you run your business and they things often overlooked. The average creator is just putting stuff out on social, hoping to get new subs and basically just focusing on creating content. Because what we do as creators is so fundamentally difficult anyways, um, despite what people like to think. But there's also this huge analytical data side of it that you have to know, grasp and understand in order to really grow your business like a business. So some improvements as a content creator that you can make. Obviously, the first step is going to be gathering and analyzing your data. So whether that's from your platform analytics like we talked about with OnlyFans, from your social media analytics, um, or from any other analytics you're, tra- you're using, like your tracking links, gathering mm-hmm. that data and understanding it is step one. Step two is going to be to test an experiment against that data. So when you have a data point that says you're getting this many subscribers a day and mm-hmm. you create a new tracking link and you reply back to people in your Twitter DMs using that tracking link to your OnlyFans, then you are testing if this new way of acquiring new subscribers is working or not, because you can reference that tracking link while you test and continue to experiment with new ways of getting subscribers. So making sure that with the data you've been provided and you've analyzed, you're testing against it new things to improve your business. So tracking links is pretty the primary way of doing this. If you don't have tracking links up for each of your socials separately, I would I would suggest that you do that because the first step in this direction is knowing where your subscribers are coming from, which platforms, Um, and that's going to tell you where to focus your efforts on which social platforms to create content for because those are the platforms that are converting the most for you. So that's step two, testing and experimenting. Step three would be um, optimizing for search engines. This is kind of an analytical side note. I think that a lot of creators, based on what I'm finding in the mentorship calls that we're doing, they don't realize that your bios on most of these platforms, especially OnlyFans, are actually SEO optimized. So if you're one of the creators that has just like a sentence or two in your bio, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not going to rank for keywords listed in your bio because you don't have enough word. So making sure that you optimize your profile bio, that's going to go a long way for SEO, especially in OnlyFans. And that's going to help you get better data because your platforms are being better discovered, which brings more users, which then in turn gives you better, more complete data. So if you're not optimizing for search engines, that would be step three in my eyes. And then step four is just using that data that you've gathered to inform your future decision making. Instead of wondering if, you know, maybe JOI content isn't performing well, maybe go in and check out your top post. Is it JOI content? Um, Maybe that's not the problem. Maybe what's not performing well is that, you're actually not retaining subs very well, like you're not giving them a great experience in PPVs or in the DMs. And that's why the page has had a drop in revenue. So really using the data to inform the decisions before you make them, instead of just assuming you know what's best, going back to the data is gonna help you make better decisions. Engaging with your audience. So engagement is a metric that you can measure on OnlyFans and other platforms, and especially on social. So, making sure that you're giving engagement back with your audience is going to do a lot just in terms of your brand having an engaged audience is a a kind of your job as a content creator that's kind of the point is that you collect and engage an audience which makes you have a position to sell them something from so if you're not engaging with your audience in social if you're not engaging with your audience in dms if you're not engaging with them on the comments of your posts on your platforms you should really make that a priority or hire a team member to make that a priority because how well engaged your audience is, is a direct impact on the business you will build as a creator. And then step six for me, which is be continuously monitoring and evaluating performance. And then again, tweaking as you see fit, because you have the data to do so. Data-driven decision-making, this is a summary, is basically a critical component to your success as an adult creator. So by understanding the analytics and then using the data to make improvements, you can ensure that the efforts you're putting out are aligned with your business objectives and are resonating with your audience this is the key and that's to approach data-driven decision making systematically and then continuously monitor and evaluate and track performance so following those steps that i just listed above it's going to make data-driven improvements to your business much easier and it's going to give you the um, ability to achieve success as a content creator much easier So I hope that is helpful. Um, I know I went through some of that stuff fast and I only focused on analytics in terms of website and platform and social and then just testing and tracking. But those are kind of where you should start fundamentally. Um, The next series of courses that we're going to drop following the Sex Panther ones will be all about AI. So topics like ChatGPT, how to use Playground as a developer, things of that nature. We had a lot of interest in the conversations on Twitter we've been having around AI and using it for adult creator businesses. So if you want to... um, Again, have notifications turned on, so when those courses drop on YouTube, you are well aware as well. Again, subscribing to youtube is youtube.com forward slash SWCEO. Last but not least, um, all of the information that we do here on Sex Work CEO is free because we believe that this, this idea that the more financially successful creators are, the more resources we have as a community to do things like lobby Congress, impact policy, organize, and more. So if you do find value in the content that you hear today or the tweets that you've seen us put out, et cetera, please, 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 please consider sharing it to make the journey easier for one of your very own adult creator friends. It would be absolutely incredible if you rated this podcast five stars and left a little review. We want to get this podcast to as many adult creators as possible and you taking a second to leave a couple stars in a review really helps us do that. Thanks so much. Next week is going to be entirely about personal branding. That was something that has been super highly requested. I've been going back and forth with individual creators trying to help them with their branding um, in our tweets and replies as well. So if you're struggling to identify your niche or figure out what makes you stand out as a creator, how to create a mainstream facing brand or just why it's even important to, make sure to tune in and I will see you there CEO squad. Thank
1: you so much for tuning in. Who misses free and affordable ads without the anti-sex work rhetoric? Assembly 4 is a team of sex workers and technologists from Melbourne, Australia, aiming to bring back free and fair advertising to the sex work community. They also give back to organizations based in harm reduction, sex work, and education. Stepping away from the clunky design of traditional platforms, their platform Trist.Link is a refreshing and well-needed change in both presentation and mission. It's free to join and open to all. In the words of an A4 user, from the policies to the language to the advice and tips it makes such a big difference to feel supported and encouraged instead of policed